Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bagging Broadcast, episode number 287. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out December 23rd, 2015. Mm-hmm. Then we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week it's something of an annual main topic because we're bringing you our annual Christmas special. It's Christmas! <laughs> this year it's uh, Home Alone 4. Which I think we should have just call it Home Alone 3 because we should just borrow that other one from the record. Uh, Chris, it's Home Alone 4 because it starts the Fantastic Four. And there's actually oh. there's actually six Home Alones. What? I, there was the one with French Stewart, and I thought that was like the last one. That was four. <laughs> there's two other ones. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, well, now there's also that other one because it's not official, but there was the uh, Macaulay Culkin yeah. like, short film that came out this week. Yeah, 25th anniversary of the original Home Alone, and, you know, we, we thought we were being uh, in front of the curve <laughs> by doing a Fantastic Four Home Alone seri- uh, Christmas special, but really, we're just with the times, I guess. So, yeah. What can you do? We're so on the nose. Uh, and what we can sometimes, do is drink. And sometimes we're not on the times, because this is an aged Mad Elf from Trogue's Brewery. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an ale brewed with honey and cherries. It's their holiday special. We've had it before on the show. Um, this is a bomber that we aged a year ago. It's um, been in the basement, just sitting, chilling on the shelf. No. Um, a lot of cherry still. Still Sweetness a lot of cherry. Um, you don't, it's a 11%. I remember, like, in earlier years, wasn't it, like, uh, stronger? I feel like it was, like, 14%. It was, it's a high alcohol. Uh, usually it's around the 11%, I thought. I don't remember. It. Maybe, maybe it got up to the Chimay territory of like 13, yeah. 14. But, but you, you know what? Saying Chimay, like, this does have Belgian-y mm-hmm. flavor or complexity to it. Yeah, I think that's the only way to balance out, like, really high alcohol is to go that kind of route. Um, but really sweet. Um, you don't get a bunch of Christmas flavors. You do get a bunch of cherry um, you know, when I think Christmas, I think ginger, I think allspice, I think uh, nutmeg, I think vanilla. Um, here it's cherry and honey, and it's sweet and it's nice, and I'm glad to have this each and every year. And spoiler alert, not for the new Star Wars movie, but for uh, what we're drinking later on, uh, we're going to have the new Mad Elf that came out just this year. So we'll see how that compares. Nice. And you won't be getting any Star Wars spoilers on this show because Paul hasn't seen it yet. No, I'm waiting to go see it with my uh, entire family. My, uh, Which is okay. Like Nobody faults you for that. It just makes it really hard to discuss something that I want to talk about. Uh, how is it that different from every other movie ever <laughs> with you guys? It, it's, it's not, but this is one that we don't want to actually spoil because we know you will see it. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, will see it. This beer um, is considered a Belgian strong dark ale. Okay. So that explains those Belgian flavors. Mm. We should be more with it. Hey, we well, were we, I mean, we can only be so with it when we're on top of the Home Alone game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to make some sacrifices. Plus, we got to be with it with the news. <laughs> and uh, this week, all news points to Star Wars being released. Everybody else is like, never mind. Let's just not talk about anything that's happening Except for the Star Wars release. And uh, there were some people, like myself, that didn't think it would break the uh, box office domestic uh, record. But it has. It has. Uh, estimates are now bringing in about $238 million opening weekend, which is $30 million more than Jurassic World. Wow. Wow. So, like, I started to pull up the numbers, but then he said Paul had them. So I was like, okay, I don't even need to look at this stuff. So then. it did one-sixth better. That's, uh... But one-sixth better than the highest percent of all time. More. Like, that's that's beefy. Basically 20% more now, free. Yeah. Purchase. But, I mean, you're looking at, like, uh, the one of the biggest summer movies in the right slot, yeah. and mm-hmm. then... A Christmas movie. Week before Christmas. Yeah. Which is crazy. Uh, the first time a movie broke a hundred million dollars opening weekend in this kind of time slot of uh, December was Gravity. Really? Yeah. 
I would have thought it would have been one of the oh maybe that one of the Harry Potters. Like Harry but, Potters, yeah. But I thought gravity actually broke um, one of the records for uh, weekend releases, and then it became then it was uh, one of the Hunger Games afterwards. And uh, Chris and I did both see it. Uh, I got to go see it in Buffalo at the drive-ins because there's no snow. Yeah, which is crazy. Uh, yeah, and it was uh, it was kind of fun. It was it was interesting seeing that in the drive-ins uh, and being really kind of insular, and not having seeing it with a crowd, but not with a crowd. I actually saw it in 3D at a theater here in Florida, um, and it, it was a pretty good 3D. It was more of that depth instead of stuff pointing out you, which is more of the 3D I like. Yeah, because they had a trailer for this Gods of Egypt movie. Yes. I don't know if they showed it. Um, that looks terrible. It looks really and, bad. And that seemed more like that 3D where it's like, we're going to have things that happen in front of you because we're a 3D movie. It's like, no. Sorry. You look bad. Okay. Uh, my bad. Gravity opened up in October. Hunger Games, the original, opened up in March. Catching Fire did $158 million November 22nd. Which might have been one. Why look up uh, like the Hobbit movie because those definitely opened up in December. True. Uh, opening, uh, Hobbit, um, the fair unexpected journey, eighty four million on uh, December fourteenth. Desolation, a uh, small smog, seventy three million, uh, December thirteenth, also known as Taylor Swift Day. Uh, and then December seventeenth for Battle of Five Armies, fifty-four million. Wow! So it steadily got worse for the Hobbit. It did get worse. So for it's the, the Hunger Hobbit. Games and maybe Twilight. Don't don't look up Twilight. We don't need to yeah, look don't. Twilight numbers. Don't waste your time. We need to see the Twilight numbers. <laughs> uh, yeah, they they did a lot of money. Hundred and forty-one million uh, back in, in November. November, yeah, not December, but uh, yeah, uh, I I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I uh, as as did I. Um, but uh, something that I got to see while I was, you know, in the previews was the new trailer for Independence Day. We will not go quietly in the night. <laughs> yeah, all that made me want to do is watch the speech that uh, yeah. Bill Paxton gives. Right. Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. I, uh, I do that, too. They're, they're, I, I'd like to think they'd be friends. Mm-hmm. He, um, he, that's that's the best part of independent, the whole Independence movie. Day yeah. movie. Is that speech? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Then and welcome to Earth. No, I, 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 would, I would disagree. It's when Dr. Ian Malcolm is sitting in like the spaceship and he's waving at an alien. That's, <laughs> that's the best part of the movie. Hi. They're smoking cigars. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's just like one of those movies that would like you see that part, you're like, wow. Uh, All right. Uh, they're opening up the It would uh, have been really screen. better if they waved at him and that alien looked at him and then a raptor ate his throat out. Must go faster. Must upload faster. I do like this trailer a lot. I'm really excited to see this movie. I saw the original Independence Day in the movie theater when that one came out. I saw it twice uh, in the movie theater. And I like kind of the alternate future of this one where now mankind is using the alien technology for defense and betterment. And it's mm-hmm. it just looks like it's not going to be enough. Well, it makes sense. They all. have all that scrap alien They, they were run, running it off of like Windows 98, though, so <laughs> that could be why. Mm. Um... Is this a movie even with uh, if you see other trailers? Do you think you're going to go see this in the theater? I would like. Nah, it's a Netflix and chill. Chris, yeah, I'd, I'd see it. At this point, I don't think I would go see it in the theater. Like it, it just doesn't. It doesn't. I don't have that nostalgia factor for it for some reason. I. I enjoyed Independence Day. I probably saw it, I don't know, 20 times over my life since it's been, you know, since it came out. I've seen it a lot. I love, like, I loved it when I was younger. And as I got older, I liked it a little, you know, less and less. 
Well, you liked it more and more ironically, because it's like, you kind of see all the holes in it. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good summer popcorn movie, and I think that's what this one's going to be, too. I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to depend on where it falls in the bracket, because, I mean, you know, it's never too early to start thinking about next year's summer movie, Blockbuster Blackbuster. Oh, yeah. Never too but, early. I don't know, like, I think this one could have some legs to it. Yeah. Maybe eight legs. Who knows how many legs the aliens have? And the uh, aliens. The other trailer I got to see was for the new Star Trek, Star oh. Trek Beyond. Uh, the Star Trek movie that all Star Trek fans will hate because it seems like it's all action. <laughs> I think Why? it looks really good. Why? And didn't um, Simon Pegg come out and be like? I didn't like the trailer for it, but it's going to be more Star Trek-y than it looks. Oh, maybe. I saw a news article about it. I didn't read it because I hadn't seen the trailer at that point. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it, it looks fun, but kind of like you said, I'm not actually a Star Trek fan, so that could be why. Well, there might be some uh, intergalactic uh, space politics between Kirk and the other aliens because they seem to team up. So there's definitely going to be that Star Trek, oh, uh, well, you know, Prime Directive stuff. The, that, gonna, uh, that Kirk is going to be like whatever. The di- I'm Kirk. The director is known for doing Fast and Furious movies, mm-hmm. and this seems like Star Trek Fast and Furious. That's what the trailer portrays. Why beyond and not boldly go? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like beyond Star Trek Beyond, boldly go kind of has that same sentiment to it, and it also starts with a B. But it also has they're to waiting, boldly go where no man has gone before. They're uh, they're waiting for the next movie where it's gonna be like, all right, they didn't like that, so we're gonna make it more Star Trekian. Yeah. <laughs> Star Trekian. Well, then that one should have been called Beyond because it's going beyond yeah. boldly go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't make. Do you think these they're gonna guys, relaunch? Guys, guys, next I, generation. I don't make these choices. You don't. You bring us this news like you made all these choices. Like, you made this news. I didn't even see these in the trailer. Like, as trailers for the movie, I just said that. Oh. I thought you went back into our newsroom, made up the news with the clickety-clackety machine. Newsroom? You mean, like, your bathroom? Yeah. Like- <laughs> and then, and then uh, it, that's, that's how my toilet works. You hit flush, and then it gets uploaded to the internet. <laughs> there is a lot of shit on the internet. Yeah. That's how uh, the internet works. That's how I upload our show every each and every week. No, uh, all the news that shit to print. The, <laughs> uh, no, this trailer though it does look good. It is something I'd want to see mm-hmm. in the theater. You know, I didn't see uh, Into Darkness. Into Darkness. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. Uh, silly names for these shows, movies. Um, in the theater, but I have it on the uh, Blu-ray. A lot of fun on Blu-ray, you know? It's cool. And it feels like a con episode. It feels like Space Seed. It... Reminiscent, at least. It's... Yeah. yeah. I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I didn't have a problem with it. I only saw it the one time. Like, I, it was on Netflix for a while. I don't know if it still is. I never had the urge to go back and watch it again. I actually still haven't seen it. I'm not a Star Trek fan, though. Yeah. But yeah. I have, yeah. I've had my moments, but yeah. I wouldn't say I am either. Uh, I mean, I, I, I was looking forward to it. I think it's something that I will enjoy when I do watch it, but yeah. Well, you know, I'll get around to it. New f- don't, don't push me. <laughs> I guess this is kind of the stuff that happens when, uh, you know, uh, big studios take over intellectual properties and uh, the original creative forces behind them kind of... Uh, Get left behind. Much like Kojima over at Konami, uh, he, he unofficially left Konami like months and months ago. But uh, there's a new report out from Opposable Thumbs confirming that Kojima left Konami and is working on a PS4 console exclusive. Uh, Kojima, of course, is a Metal Gear Solid uh, creator. He now has his own uh, independent studio called Kojima Productions. And uh, he'll be working with Sony on uh, something cool. Yeah, I mean, I've always liked the Metal Gear games that I've played. I haven't played four or five yet, but I know I'm behind the curve. But I don't know. He's got a great cinematic style. 
Yeah. Uh, before there was that Silent Hill kind of sequel, Silent Hill 5, that demo, a playable demo, right, that came out for PlayStation exclusive. Uh, that was going to be his next thing with uh, Kuna- uh, with Konami, uh, being directed with, being worked with uh, Guillermo del Toro, but that has been canceled. Yeah, they uh, got so, shelved. Mm-hmm. So, so uh, it's kind of interesting to see that he started his own production company and it's going to be hard at work. That's our next beer. You can hear it on mic. Mm-hmm. Also hard at work is the Disney hype machine when it comes to Captain America and the Civil War. Uh, because January 19th, we're actually going to be getting a 75th anniversary of the Star-Spangled Man uh, airing on ABC. And this is going to be all about Captain America and his history. And I'm sure you'll be able to see some exclusive footage from the upcoming movie as well. Because uh, it's kind of weird that we're getting this because we've never received anything else like this before from ABC or Disney. Um, and I think this is just something that they're kind of tying into because they do have that pushback or that pushback date for Agent Carter now because of the president said so. Uh, uh, State of the Union address, man. Come on. That, and that, that's not true, Chris, because before, um, at the end of the season of, um, I believe, S.H.I.E.L.D., in one of those time slots, they had a Avengers movie kind of a thing, and they went back and talked about all the movies. It was the hype machine, you're right. I forgot about that one. Uh, so, And then they gave clip of things that came out for Avengers Age of Ultron. Mm. That's true. You're right. Uh, but on the tales of the news about the 75th anniversary, we've also got the news that before the new Captain America movie comes out, we are going to get young Steve Rogers again in the role of Captain America. Hmm. And this is, of course, in the comic books. Yeah, yes. And nobody is shocked. Like, this should not even be news. Why would you go make this, John? <laughs> Why did he make this news, John? <laughs> You're just mad because I was like, uh-uh-uh, they did it back before. They did, but also, point of order, that wasn't a character from perspective. Uh-uh-uh, I didn't say the magic word. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> Uh, Jurassic Park references everywhere. Mm-hmm. Cats and dogs living together. Oh, hey, also we got um, our first character posters for the new Ghostbusters movie. Oh, that was char- news we forgot about because character- it wasn't related to Star Wars. <laughs> A- actual character posters. I've seen the first like set pictures, you know, or another set of set pictures of them in costume and everything. They look good. They look like they're busting ghosts. They yeah. do look good. Uh, I've. I'm okay. I'm okay. I've made my peace with this. I'm okay with this reboot, handing off, whatever it's going to be with these characters. Yeah. Well, what else were we going to get? Like, uh, just stewing in my basement alone, crying. You, you got the send-off for your original Ghostbusters is that horrible <laughs> Ghostbusters video game. It's the last work that Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis... I liked it, though. It was Ghostbusters babysitting. It was just... It wasn't fun. The, the writing and the story was good. It was just the gameplay itself, I just thought was tedious at best. Well, Paul, I mean, you went, you saw, it kicked your ass. Mm-hmm. I, well, I picked up other Ghostbusters off their ass, and then got knocked down myself, and then just sat there. But you get knocked down, but you get up again, because mm-hmm. nothing's going to hold you down. Something, something. It's, it's tough to do without uh, any kind of other news besides Star Wars coming out and just mm-hmm. making a lot of money. Right? Yeah, yeah. Almost makes you want to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, we'll talk about our next beer, which is the Fresh Trogues. Oh, this uh, is the fresh stuff, huh? This is the fresh stuff. And you get a little bit more of that alcohol with this 11% right off the bat. Yep. Um, and I feel like you lose some of those flavors that you gain with the aged? Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, with the aged, I think what happens is that cherry flavor becomes deeper. It's yeah. richer. It's a darker fruit flavor. This is a brighter, lighter cherry flavor. Plus, you do get some of those cinnamon kind of uh, spice, some spice notes um, on top. Uh, I think it's just all around a brighter flavor. 
it pops more, but a lot of it is that alcohol. Yeah. Uh, with the aged one, you you don't get that alcohol. It's really smooth. It's like a real just simple, mm-hmm. good drinking. You feel. Yeah. Uh, you feel it because Paul and I drank this bomber bottle basically before we started the show. Paul had to go eat a ham sandwich. Yep. I was like, I'm going to get a pizza after this. So, like, it, you feel the alcohol. You don't get the alcohol. This, you get the alcohol. You know what you're drinking when you're drinking a fresh one. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul, would you choose to drink this fresh or aged? You know what? Uh, I, I honestly don't mind it fresh. Like, it's it's good fresh. I, I like how brighter, how crisp. It's how like crisp. crisp it is, yeah. Um, I, I'm enjoying this quite a bit. I, I feel like if I bought a four pack of these smaller bottles, if I, I probably want to get through all four, you know, one a week for, before Christmas that gets three weeks in December and I'd save one. So then next year I'd have two that I would drink and then save two. And then by, uh, 2020, I'd have like a 16 pack <laughs> of aged beer. Um, of uh, aged aged drugs, Mad Elf. I, I really like Mad Elf. It's one of my favorite of the Christmas beers. It's just so expensive that I'm glad I can now buy them in the smaller individual bottles for like five bucks a pop versus like it's almost fourteen bucks. I think for the it was for the bomber. Maybe I think it was like 17. wasn't it like seven ninety nine and then fourteen for the four pack. I, it got up there. It does it does get expensive, and I think that's just the marketing of mm. like. People like it. Let's charge them up the wazoo. Because we get beers like this that are higher percent alcohol. Like, even if you think yeah. about, like, how they used to sell um, Who does, Goose Island. Well, Victory does that high-end, high-alcohol stuff, like, with Golden Monkey. Yeah. Or, yeah, Golden Monkey, right? That's, like, 11% in the um, bomber. But I do I enjoy the crispness of the fresh. The fresh, every sip tells you to slow down yeah i like the more mild version with the aged because it allows you just to drink it how you want mm-hmm. to and then feel loopy afterwards <laughs> um but i think i would prefer it aged because it's more you could sit around like as we did yeah. and enjoy every sip where this tells you hey don't take another sip for a couple minutes guy like slow down so i like that let me let me run the stop signs <laughs> okay He's running the stop signs right to the comic book store. And by comic book store, I mean his digital picking app. Up, picking up my laptop or my yep. phone. And what are you going to be downloading this week? Chris? Chris? <laughs> um, I got a stand-up. I can't remember. It was John or Paul. One of you guys. There's really not a lot of stuff that I'm looking forward to this week. There's books that I read that are coming out, but it's not like, oh, wow, there's like this number one that I have to pick up. So I'm probably just going to say... Darth Vader number fourteen because it's it's Star Wars week so why not? Yeah. Sorry, I'm not fun today. It's okay. Uh, I'm picking up a new number. One. This whole week though is like the last. This whole month has kind of sucked for things. New releases. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's no uh, DC holiday special. How dare that? That's uh, bizarre. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even catch that. I was. I, that's what I was looking for. There's no Marvel one either, is there? Yeah. Nothing. And uh, so I'm picking up. An IDEW number one, guys. What? What? Wow. And uh, I'm picking up uh, Rocketeer at War, number one of four, written by Mark Guttenheim uh, from DC. That's DC is where I know him from, uh, writing the flashback when Bart Allen was a Flash. Yeah. And uh, there were other books that he also did that that for a while for over at Marvel, I believe. You used to talk about Mark Guggenheim all the time. Yeah. He's you know he's one of those writers that. I never feel like does an amazing job with the series, but Ollie always turns in solid work with characters. Very interesting take on characters. Maybe not the ones that make you say, oh, he, this is a pre-animate run of this character, though. Um, doing Rocketeer at war. So this is Rocketeer during World War II. Nice. It looks fun. I like the Rocketeer movie, one of my favorites. When I first got HBO Go, uh, I watched it like three different times. <laughs> it's a fun movie. I haven't watched it in a while, but oh, it's so much fun. And Jennifer Clip's Connelly. such a cool guy. And uh, Jennifer Connelly <laughs> is super attractive in that movie. Um, more attractive than uh, the Labyrinth. 
she's cute in the labyrinth. She's attractive. She's a dish in uh, the Rocketeer. Okay, I would I would agree with that because in Labyrinth she's playing younger than she is, so it's a little weird. Mm. You know, she's but playing like time, a 16, 17 year old. Yeah, but, but at the time like when you first saw that, how, how old are you when you first argument. saw that though? <laughs> I was I was very young and I was like, ooh, hubba hubba. <laughs> yep. <laughs> very true. <laughs> All right, but that's the Rocketeer at uh, war. I'm looking for a new number one. And okay. This new number one is not from Image. Bloody bloody time by. <laughs> uh, this is the death-defying Doctor Mirage, uh, Second Lives. This is a older series um, with Doctor Mirage. It's a husband and wife who are who were mm. people who investigated the occult and everything. Her husband uh, was killed, of course. and this is Dr. Mirage after she has rescued him from hell and is now coping with her husband, who is a spirit who can't open up a book, who can't touch her, and how she's going to live with this man that she loves but can't feel any of her affection from. Um, it's a ongoing series that you know kind of end caps with a story and then starts a new I'm interested to check this out because I feel like I miss out on the books that Valiant does because the ones that people say are great, I never have read and I don't want to go back and read. I tried reading Man of War and I heard how great it was. I read the first issue and I was like, that was interesting, but I don't have any affiliation for this. So I'm hoping I'm going to check out issue one, and if I like it, I might go back and read the other things, because it mm-hmm. seems interesting yeah, it, enough it to me with the occult. I love that kind of stuff. And it's like... I think the relationship is more interesting, you know, than the occult stuff. Yeah. Uh, and with, like, like Zombie was mm-hmm. one of those uh, milestone books that they redid it. Mm-hmm. I went back. I've read almost the entire, you know... Original old, milestone run. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I loved it. I loved every issue of that book. The art was garbage, but the story mm-hmm. kept me going through all of that. So hopefully maybe this might be something I can start reading in back issues. But, Tino, you know, talking about reading comic books, I believe we have a dramatic reading. And now, Bagman Board presents a dramatic reading of Amazing Spider-Man number 9, page 23, panel 5. What an impetulant offspring. So impatient. Look, here comes your brother now. Fresh from the haunt. Stepping through. That was really good, John. Thank you. The, the kind of quality we bring to uh, our dramatic readings. Hopefully we can replicate in our annual Christmas I special. had to make sure it didn't sound like any voice I was about <laughs> to do. He did really good. <laughs> what is that from? That's from Amazing Spider-Man. Because we usually Number nine. Up. I know. I, just, okay. I, was, I was taken he, back. He was taken Number away. Nine, page 23. Projected into that book. Mm-hmm. I was transported. Ah. Uh. And talking about being transported, every year we try to transport you to the magical, wonderful Christmas land that is the Bagner Board Annual Christmas Spectacular. Ooh, it's a spectacular now. Well, the one time we did a spectacular, and you can actually find this over on bagnerboard.com. Just uh, go to the search bar and type in holiday, and you'll find the Bagnerboardcast Holiday Spectacular number one, which is actually a collection of four of our first Christmas specials. And then the next episode after that, I believe, Johnny said it was number 240. 240, mm-hmm. yep. It would be our number five Christmas special. And today, uh, hey, we're lucky to bring you number six. We've been doing this seven years? Seven years. We we only missed one year. And it's we were going to do the Pee Wee Playhouse. Right? We were going to do the Pee Wee Playhouse. And uh, it just so happened that at the time, producer Scott, who uh-huh. was helping us record the show... Uh, his wife had a baby. Yeah. And it was kind of like, well, we want to give him a little time, but we still want to record this, but we just didn't get around to it that year. Uh, but every year since that, we have done it. We're on. Uh, and uh, some of them we're really proud of. Some of them we shit out in like a four-hour writing period. 
You let us know which one this is. <laughs> let us know what your thoughts are on for which one. Uh, yeah, well, we I would love to know what everybody's favorites is. Maybe we'll put up a Facebook poll or just yeah, write, yeah. write a question, which is your, of the six, which is your favorite of the holiday specials? I think, uh, and me personally, our our best oh, our our best one is actually the uh, Scrooge. Oh, really? I think yeah, that, Bag- Bag- Board Carol is my favorite. I think that's the one that is most on point for a comic book podcast do writing a Christmas special. Okay. I do have to say the one we had the most fun writing was uh, Curse of the Snowball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cuz that was all inside. Oh all, yeah. Yeah, we were just making inside <laughs> We jokes brought inside we brought jokes. in fans to do voices for us in that one. Yeah, that was a lot of fun to write. Uh, I have to say, the one that holds a special place in my heart is, of course, the He-Man She-Ra Christmas special. One, because it was a... I actually have that on DVD, Ed, because it was a holiday a Christmas gift from a uh, super friend of the show, Ed. He gave us beer, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep, so super, and he's been on the show. So he made he's, us beer. He's, uh, yeah, so he's super friend of the show, Ed. Um, he actually gave that to me uh, for Christmas one year. And it actually came with the script. The PDF about the script. So it was super easy to write, and I think it was a lot of fun. It was our inaugural, it was our first, and it's number one in the timeline, number one in my heart. Uh, we had we had a lot of fun doing that because we sat all together, mm-hmm. like right at first we sat all together write it, starting to try to write it. Mm-hmm. And then somebody noticed in the back of the case it said it had a PDF file. So then we printed it out, and then we were just crossing yeah. off things that like we can't do that. Yeah, because it, with a with a cartoon episode, you want a lot of back and forth because you want a lot of sea changes, a lot of action to keep it interesting. With a radio drama, uh, you don't want a lot of scene changes. You don't want to do all that because it's easy to lose your place. And also, we we have noticed uh, while writing this. It's really hard to introduce characters because you actually have to, like, introduce them. Yeah. Like, actually name them as they're doing it uh, because there is no visual cues. <laughs> right. Yeah. And also, like, when you're writing for this, you see things going on in your head uh-huh. and you're pitching ideas and you're putting it. And then you got to have that extra thought of, like, no visual cues. Yeah. People are only hearing this. You might be seeing it in your head. Mm-hmm. And when we reread it, we're seeing what we are talking about in our heads. Yeah, which makes it difficult for Home Alone, <clears throat> uh, which is all slapstick comedy, which is uh, which I don't really enjoy. The slapstick, I, I, you know, I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of Home Alone. Uh, I'll put it out there. I, I think it's <laughs> back, back in board is basically just. I'm Paul, not a fan of this. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I just don't like it as a holiday movie. I think it's... Those people would end up so dead. They would just be dead. Sorry. It's slapstick. All right. Yeah, but it's... Just, I don't know. It just doesn't work for Christmas, you know. Slapstick comedy for Christmas. Slapstick comedy for Christmas. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> this, this wasn't... Uh, a regular episode, that would probably be the title. Right? I wrote it down anyways because I like it. Slaps the comedy for Christmas. <laughs> that would be like, if this was actually some, like something that we would have like commercials and trailers for, that would be like, one of the <laughs> the things like a critic would say about it. Chris, what's... Like, uh, Paul, Paul from Bang Board says, it's a Slapstick's comedy Christmas. Chris, what, what is your favorite uh, Christmas special memory? You know, because Christmas is all about looking back and being nostalgic, right? Um, it it is, and my favorite Christmas story story, I guess, would be actually just sitting around the kitchen table writing the bag and board carol one. Um, yeah, we because we had actual like days planned out where we got together and wrote it. Like there's nights where we would sit around drinking, like just the table would be loaded up with beer bottles. I think that like, one... we had like a breakfast morning. We yeah. wrote the one day. We wrote that like in six days. Like we oh, kept getting, we we actually had time where we could plan in and sit down and write. And I, I think I think that's why that kind of stands as one of my favorite specials we have because we we had the chance to put the work into it, <laughs> and I think it really showed just with like that that story books and everything kind of like circles back and clicks. Yeah, it's and, one of the only ones we actually all wrote together too because even yeah. the He Man Shira, like I think Chris, you went through and did an edit and then emailed it to me and I did an edit 
and then like it went back and forth that way. And then I didn't know how to log into the back and board <laughs> yeah, email, so, so I didn't it. do anything. So we, when we first sat down to do the table read, was the first time like we all actually were together for the actual finished script. And I think Christmas Carol and um, the Bagden board, uh, the um, the board game one. No, the the Curse of the Snowball. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris was there. All the other ones you and I have sat down to yeah. write, Paul. Yeah. Which I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't know if I want to put my name on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, like the the snail trail one, we laughed so loud and we had i think we had such a good time writing that one and there was one moment i just remember and i had this with paul this year mm-hmm. is i had pitched a joke and then all of a sudden chris after like two lines later got what i was saying and was like wait a second and just burst out laughing and i did the same thing with paul and this joke didn't fit in there but paul was pitching that reed richards didn't understand how the mail works mm-hmm. And it took me like two seconds, and then I got it, and I laughed so hard, I pulled muscles in my head, in my neck, in my head. I had a headache for like two days. Unfortunately, that is a joke that didn't make it into <laughs> it the final it script. There. But man, was it hilarious. Hmm. Uh, All right. Well, I think that we, we have a much ado, uh, so let's, <laughs> let's get into our, our actual Christmas special. And we hope you enjoyed as much as we enjoyed writing it for you. And now, Bagging Board presents Home Alone 4. We open at the Baxter Building. When, when nobody is around, that's when Herbie springs to life. If you are up and about, he'll get ya. See them claw hands, Franklin? Come on, Uncle Johnny. Stop trying to scare me. Uncle Ben told me that it's just as dangerous as one of those old statues that Alicia made and left in the basement. Anyways, I got something to take care of any silly robot. Like what, kiddo? Them dukes of yours? Anywho's, Reed got a message. He wants to meet with everyone in the lab. What's this about, Uncle Ben? Are we going to miss Christmas Eve again? Every year, it's a fantastic force, saving the day for everybody. Everybody but me. It took Santa Claus two weeks to find us last year. Look, kid, we got four hours till Christmas Eve. I'm sure we can fix the situation up before it's clobbering. I mean Christmas time. Okay, Uncle Ben. But can you tell me about Herbie again? Because Uncle Johnny says... Don't listen to that, hothead. We'll walk with me to the lab, and we'll set you straight before your dad starts piping up. <clears throat> well, we received a distressing distress call. A distress call from... The Skrulls? No. The Silver Surfer? Nope. Alicia? Nope. I'd have to say it must be from them kids in Latveria. They haven't sent one letter to Santa yet. Willie Lumpkin. The mailman? Precisely, Franklin Richards, who resides at one fantastic four-way. It is I, the mailman. Exactly, Franklin, the mailman. Willie, how far does this interrupting of Santa's mail go? Could he have gotten anyone's letter? Not to worry, true believer. Your secret wish for ultra-stretchy underwears will stay a secret between you and the jolly fat man. He only stole that very letters. Uncle Vic didn't steal. He didn't steal the letters. He just demanded that he is the true and rightful all-father Christmas, and all Christmas letters go to him. Ah, the message makes much more sense now. Listen. Richards! You and your other meddling three are to provide doom aid. The pressures of ruling a country in a holiday are beyond your cognition, but lay in doom's grasp. Doom has created a huge opportunity. Santa has elves. Doom has but doom bots. They know nothing of toys. Only destruction. Doom created a puppy. But it is a monster. Doom demands your assistance as Doom prepares to save Christmas. 
Doombot, bring your master those tissues and dry his tears. If Doom can't pull off being All Father Christmas, everyone will be so pissed at him. What? What? Is that red light still doing on? Recording? You heard nothing of Doom's emotions! We must... We must help Aunt Victor. Be Santa for Latveria. Latveria? Santa will never find us there. They have a no-fly zone. Don't worry, Squirt. Just leave him a note and let him know where we are. Franklin, honey, could you grab the extra fuel cell quantum batteries? We are going to need them for the toys we're going to make. Not now, Mom. I need to write my letter to Santa Claus. To let him know that we're going to be in stupid, dumb life very up this Christmas. Sweetheart, we don't have time for you to write your letter now. We have to save Christmas for all the Latvarian children. What about my Christmas? I miss Christmas every year. Franklin, don't be so selfish. Acting that way will wind you up all alone. I'd rather be all alone than in Latveria and missing Christmas here again. You don't really mean that. I'll be a dear and grab those extra batteries. Meet us in the Fantastic Car in four minutes. Okay, I'll get the batteries. Thanks, sweetie. After See I'm, you in the car. After I'm done writing my letter. Fantastic Car, Mod 1, ready for deployment. Two, ready. Three, check. Four, burning to go. What am I in? Five, okay. Six is green. Here we come, Uncle Vic. Hey, I got the dumb batter. What? Wait, where are they going? Ah, oh, they left me home alone. Wait, they left me home alone. Meanwhile, outside the Baxter building. See, Stiltman, I told you they'd be leaving. When you're right, you're right, Paste Pot Pete. Eh, don't call me Paste Pot Pete no more. Call me the Trapster. Trapster? Sounds a little too close to Napster, and that didn't last long. But how are we going to get in there? Simple. I have this package to deliver. Great plan. Fake package? What's inside? A glue whip that'll whip us inside when the time is right? Or a time glue blast that sticks everyone else in the exact moment of time, and we can steal everything at super speed. Nah, it's a real package. I have pick up seasonal work with the UPS. Uniform will get me right in. After all, if that bumbling Willie Lumpkin can make his way up in the back of the building, so can I. What about me? Oh, tell security about your Iron Man. Inside the Baxter building. You gonna leave me home alone, Mom and Dad? Guess what I'm gonna do? Everything I'm not allowed to do. Uncle Johnny, I'm messing with your hypersonic stereo system. Uncle Ben, I'm punching your bag. Boom, boom, boom. It's clobbering time. Doom, doom. Ouch! Stupid bag. Mom, I'm eating all the bugles. Even though they're for company. Yeah, I'm in your secret lab. I'm going to open up a window to the negative zone. Wait, what can I see? Um, hey, there's that bug-eyed creeping Nihilus. Oh, my darling. Oh, my sugar. Oh, my sweet Johnny boy. Oh, how you dance. Makes me feel just like I am flying. What a weirdo! He's dancing with a cardboard cutout of Uncle Johnny. Woof! Boy, Johnny Storm. It sure is cold in the negative zone. Maybe if you could flame on. <laughs> hey, dummy! That's cardboard! What? Who dares? What are you looking at, you peeping Tom? These are private matters. <laughs> Wait! Johnny! No! You are burnt to a crisp, and now I have nothing. It is all your fault, Franklin. Get out of here, you little parv. I'm never going to the negative zone. It gets weird there. 
Bring! Bring! It's the phone! They must have realized they've forgotten me. Bring! Bring! Hello? Sue, darling. I must confess I am Imperious Rex, but you... You are the Imperious Rex of my heart. I have written just one request to the old Father Christmas, and that is for you, because it's Christmas. And if you can't say how you feel on Christmas, then what good is anything? I love you. I always have, even though you can turn yourself invisible. To me, everything else is invisible, except for you. And when you are invisible, I guess, the old Father Christmas responded with some kind of puppy. It drowned. So I had to call you myself and tell you how I feel. Say something, my love. Tell me how you love me, please. You got the wrong number, Namor, you fish lips. Try calling Anilus. He's hard up for a date. Boom. Things get weird here when you're alone. Bugles are delicious, though. Wait, who are you? I can't believe they uh, left the door unlocked. Ooh, me? I'm Iron Man. <laughs> no, you're not. Well, he has metal on his legs. You saying he's not wearing metal? What are you doing? Trapping him in a logical conundrum. Because I'm the trap flap. You guys know... I have met Iron Man before, right? And I'm pretty sure Trap Clap is taken by a video game character. So... Hey, are those the bugles? Yeah. You want some? Sure do. What are you doing? You can just take them all. Be intimidating. Click, click, click. Ha! Now I'm a whole foot taller. Give me all the bugles. What are you doing? Trying to intimidate me? Me? Whose godfather is a blue-eyed bully of Yancey Street? Whose little sister is the goddaughter of Dr. Doom? My mother, who can create invisible bubbles in your heart with a mere thought? Whose father is the feeder of Galactus, the world eater, inventor of the ultimate nullifier? Intimidate me? The omega-powered mutant that can make you eat your own eyelids? Tall guy. It's a little guy. Ouch! What'd you do that for, Wilbur? He's intimidating. What about you? Aren't you supposed to have, like, those, uh, amazing stilt powers? Right! Click, click. Huh, I'm another foot taller! Uh, you want another beagle? <laughs> sure do. Hold on. Let me get back down there. Click, 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 click. Yum. Come on, Silts. We came here to rob this place and get our old gear back. Because, uh, you know, what's, uh, base spot Pete without his trusty, uh, base spot? Uh, we don't keep any crummy gimmicks here. We usually recycle that stuff and make it into cooler inventions. Because, you know, my dad, Mr. Fantastic. Or we just turn it over to the police if it's really dumb. But, uh, what about my... Old stilt slacks. Ah, uh, please. Uh, bucket of paste? <laughs> really, dude? You even have to ask? Uh, I'm pretty sure we have some uh, stuff you guys can have here. Uh, let's see. Um, oh, like these. Here you go, Iron Man. Uh, a pair of my dad's uh, super stretchy slacks. Can wear them over your metal legs to be uh, less conspicuous. Uh, what you got for me? You know, the, uh, the old sticky bandit over here. Oh, oh, uh, oh, uh, yeah, I know. Uh, where are they? Um, oh, my dad made these really awesome, uh, gloves and, uh, boots for, uh, Spider-Man, yeah. Back when he lost his powers for a while. That was before he grew the forearms, though. And, but after he was cloned, but before he was part of an animal totem, and before he was actually Doc in disguise and definitely before he made a deal with Mephisto man, Spider-Man leads a crazy life uh, uh, here they are hey, not quite my thing, but uh, you know what the hell uh, what? 
Silts, look at me. I'm climbing up the wall over here. I'm on the ceiling. Look at me now, Ma. I'm the Spider-Man. Uh, I don't think you know how trademarks work. Plus, uh, with Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man 2099, Silk, Scarlet Spider. Oh, and last summer, with uh, Long Island being, was like infested with all of them. Uh, it was like Spider Island. And now that uh, Spider-Woman is preggers, it won't be long until there's another Spider-Baby swinging around. I think there's enough Spider-People. Ah, thanks, thanks, kid. See ya. When are they turn some uh, holiday tunes on? No! That's not a radio. That's Herbie. The love bug? No, the robot. Activating anti-villain tactical technical attack countermeasure kicks. Attack. Attack. I knew you'd come to life someday. That's why I built this special EMP top hat. Stilts, get up on the ceiling and give this to the sticky bandit up there so he can put it on Herbie's head. Hey, I, I told you. I'm called the Spider-Man now. Oh, wait. I got an even better name. The Webster. Attack. Attack. Miss me. Miss me. Click, click, click. Now, these pants work great. And they're super comfortable. And fashionable. Ha! Runway model. Looking good, Wilbur. All right. I got the head. I got the drop on this cloud robot. <clears throat> Attack this. <laughs> Ass out his head. But uh, now what? Now we watch him dance around with a little EMP action. Thumpity, thump, thump, thumpity, thump, thump. Look at Herbie Blow. <laughs> Thanks for helping us out with you, kid. Hey. Thanks for helping me get rid of that scary robot. You sure know the true meaning of Christmas, kid. I wish you could tell my mom that. Well, we gotta go to the police station. Hey, I'll give you a call. Give them a call ahead uh, to let them know you're coming. You know, you really should lock this door. It's New York in the 616. A lot of bad dudes out there. Hey, Merry Christmas. Yeah, it keeps pretty cool. Bring, bring. Ugh. I hope it's not Namor again. Hello? I'm so sorry. Franklin, are you okay? I'm sorry we left you behind. I thought I was supposed to come. Are you okay? We'll be home soon. Your father's just wrapping everything up. Doom, here's your prisoner here. This Doom bird is set to evil. Set them to Christmas. And everything will be just fine. Oh, Richards, you've done it. The puppies. Look at all the puppies. <laughs> yes, my genetic recombinator. It was no problem at all. We'll be home soon. Later at the Baxter building. Eh, what did I tell you, kid? We're here. We're home for Christmas. You get in any trouble, kiddo? Not really. Hey, where'd Herbie go? <laughs> Did he check over the fields of snow? What? You see, kid, just as I promised, we're home on Christmas Eve, and nothing is going to get in the way of that now. Ring! Ring! How dare you let that impetuous imp spy on me? This is War Franklin. I shall put the entire Baxter building into the negative zone. There's never a Christmas. Ah. Franklin! Uh, oh. Hi, Johnny. Guess Christmas will be late again this year. Price is right music. I've been doing that for the last week. Every time I pitch that ending. Like, should it end on a happy note? And John's like, no, it, it ends with like Ghostbusters going to get him. 
Bum, 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 bum. Wow. I do wish we had bugles, though. So. We ate them all while writing that Christmas yep. special. We just need to get some sponsorships. <laughs> bugles! Where are you? And Bugles, if you want to sponsor the show, um, we will gladly pimp your product. Mm-hmm. Just uh, contact us over at contactabangboardcast.com. Mm-hmm. Who even makes Bugles? Is that a Nabisco product? What is that? A Lay's? Is it Frito Lay? What is it? I don't know. You buy them. I, I, I only eat them when I'm here with you. I was going to say, I don't know if I've ever actually bought a bag of Bugles. They just kind of appear places because they're a magical, magical snack food. <laughs> Them and combos, huh? They're combos you can get anywhere. You can get them at a 7-Eleven. Yeah. Bugles you can get anywhere. Can you? Yeah. Pretty sure. Listeners, write in and <laughs> let us know where you buy your Bugles. Or if you buy Bugles. <laughs> And if you're interested in listening to more audio podcasts sponsored by Bugles. Possibly sponsored by Bugles. You don't want to make any statements yeah, yet. Yeah, we're not. Finger, fingers crossed, though. I think if we just say we're sponsored by Bugle, they might just start supporting us, right? <laughs> Isn't that how sponsorships work? <laughs> just like trademarks. We're like Piss Pop Pete. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Legal conundrum. Uh, so that Christmas special was written up. Uh, Specifically for Paul. I brought that idea to the table just because of Paul. He's oh, wearing his Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four shirt. Yep. I love the Fantastic Four. And uh, it seems very Fantastic Four-esque. It could have. It could be an issue. It totally could, it could be, be an issue. Uh, that's, that's probably why they didn't do a holiday special this year. Because they, they knew we were doing ours, so yeah. they thought it was going to be redundant. Yeah, we outran in the uh, Marvel bullpen of, uh, of writing staff. Bendis has nothing on us. You know why? Because we wrapped that episode up in like 10 minutes flat. <laughs> Dude, Very okay. little reading. Mm-hmm. Quick and easy, quick and easy. Uh, can I talk about uh, Jessica uh, Jones real quick? Yeah. yeah. I can't get past episode 8. Like, well, I'm surprised you got that far into it. it just What, happened to, what happens uh, it, in episode nothing 8? Nothing happens in episode 8. Just like 7, 6, 5, 4... Ford looks good because they were going to kidnap him. They got him into the van, and then his goons show up, and then you know that plan falls apart. I think. Keep, and then since then, I think keep watching because no. because no. it was the last four episodes that got Caitlin into the series. She was just uh-huh. watching them because I was watching them, and by the end of it, she liked the series. Yeah, this See, is- I don't remember what happens in what episode because I kind of, I don't want to say I marathoned it, but. I would watch like big blocks of episodes together, so they kind of blurred. You know why? Because nothing happened in any one individual one. You have to watch them like a bunch of them in sequence to make any kind of story or plot movement happen. It just takes forever. And I'm like, oh, how long is this? And I'm like, oh, it's like 18 episodes. I'm like, Ugh. it's not 18 episodes. It's like 13 episodes. It's like 10 episodes. You know, you know it's 10 episodes too many. <laughs> Like, for how much actually happens between in each episode, it's just drags on. It's just, I don't know, guys. I just, I tried. I really did. That's fine. Just not for Paul. Yep. Okay. Just took two. I'm glad you tried, though. For an hour each, you know, they're just not that fun. They're well done. They're well shot. uh, But, man... I, I did enjoy that each title was called like AKA, AKA yeah. Smile, AKA it's called Whiskey, AKA yeah. 13 episodes. Okay, still 8 episodes to What are you excited for the Luke Cage series? Luke Cage is the best part of that whole series. He's good. I don't know, I I like David Tennant in it a lot. He was a good he's, villain. He's hardly there. He's like, there. He's you know, it should now. feel. Oh, well, well, you need to watch the end of it. Like, well, the series should feel like two trains just like chugging along and picking up speed until they inevitably hit each other on the same rail. <clears throat> but the thing is, the momentum never seems to be picking up. I'm eight episodes in, and I'm like, did you get to the part where still, he bought like, her childhood home and refurbished yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the last part. Is she living there yet? No. Did the old lady blow up yet? No. <laughs> Maybe keep watching. If those are the best parts of the series, why are they in episode 9, no, 10, and picks, 11? Out of a 13-episode like, series, why isn't that episode Oh, You're, you're getting to the part where the, the trains pass now. Yeah. You're They're not the, out of the station yet. 
They're th- like chook, 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 chook. They're coming. They're coming. I gave it up eight episodes to actually pick up steam, and it, it isn't there yet. I'm I'm eight hours of my life, man. That's a whole. That's a whole work day. The steam's coming. Give give me two more episodes. No. Give me two more episodes. No more. I can match putting in overtime. <laughs> or on Jessica Jones. Sorry. Give it a full work day. <laughs> Done. Give it a full work day. Punched out. Try. All right. All right. That's fine for you. Right. I, I felt like we needed a little bit more content because we were just at an hour. All right. That's okay. <laughs> now we Plus, can you're going to edit out some minutes there. Yep. That's fine. So yeah, go. I gotta start getting ready. I gotta go pick up Lexi from work, and then I'm uh, going to work myself. So. All right. Well, you have a good day at work, sir. And listeners, I will. you enjoy Thanks. your holiday season. Oh, it's it's a season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's. But, a uh, what are we doing next week? Enjoy us. Um. Spread. The look news. back. Look back. Okay. Yeah, I, I got. Uh, I'll buy books on Christmas because I'm off. So, yeah, I have I a couple books. I have I have books that I've put in my um, wish list that I'll take a look at and see. Yeah, it's just been so busy. I this, haven't had a chance. This has been a rotten month for comic books too. Hopefully, the Rocketeer World at War is good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, the Valiant book that I was talking about picking up. Um, yeah. So at least I mean at least we can take a look and at least have some type of list coming up. Definitely. All right. Cool. Well, you guys have a good night. Good luck, buddy. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye. Bye.